All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite city. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you! This is my boomstick! What's your favorite scary movie? What's up, whoreheads, and welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Daniel DeBona. And I'm David Uyoa. And we are joined by a longtime friend of the show, the guy who's now crept, crept into most guest appearances <laughs> from the breaking the tie that he had with Andy Chacon. We've got Ish from the Para Let Me Tell You podcast. Ish, how are you? I am good. See, life goal accomplished. There we go. I am now the the biggest co-host, yeah. And so Ish is our first guest as we come on to start off our summer movie fan fest. And what we are doing, Ish recommended that we do the movie Jeepers Creepers. So strap in as we take you through our own personal house of pain. And we go over this this early 2000s classic. Ish, what made you pick Jeepers Creepers, man? All right. So aside from the fact that I wanted to jump around, since you said House of Pain, um, <laughs> no, uh, all right, <laughs> jump up, jump, jump again. around, jump, it's jump, still up there. I don't care. It's oh, like yeah. forty years old. I don't care. Absolutely. Um, but no, there's just something about this movie. It's it's probably the horror movie that I've seen, if not the most, one of the most times. And I was just thinking about this earlier. I can't explain what is it about it that makes me love it so much, but then I thought, yes, I can. So I I called myself a liar. <laughs> Um, I hope so because this is this is an, an audio. <laughs> so so you're, you're explaining yourself is at the core of what this is all about. This is true. I mean, I was going to do it in interpretive dance, but that might not go over so well as <laughs> it goes to the podcast. Um, it, it's kind of twofold. I, I'm generally speaking, I'm a fan of movies that don't have a very large cast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of, of like economy of characters, economy of, of scale, just where something feels like I've got to make do with what I've got and and see how far I can take that. And then there's also the fact that the center of this movie is the relationship between the brother and sister. And so I have a younger sister, um, so it's not exactly the same relationship because in this case, it's uh, older sister, younger brother. But there was one time where we were driving back from, I think it was Tampa, and we were taking down that stretch of Alligator Alley, just me and her in her car. And... The gas tank was running dangerously low. Um, so I, I think there's... I, I know element... my car, bro. I know my car. I know, yeah. I know. Listen, this was a day wound. That thing could go for miles on, like, spit. Like, it was it was great. But I think there's something about that. I, I, I kind of had not a similar experience to these poor um, characters. But, you know, that... that it, it takes place in Florida. It, you know, this is Alligator Alley here in Florida. So there, there's a little bit of that too, but it's become almost weirdly like a comfort movie where <laughs> I've, I've even, I know strange. It says a lot about me. Um, I have actually fallen asleep to this movie. When I visit my friends up in New York, they have it on DVD. And when I stay in like the guest room, I'll pop it on to go to sleep. Like nice. that's my, yeah. So 
this is part of my life. <laughs> this was the friend that first introduced you to horror, right? I mean, to the degree that I that I appreciate horror now. Yeah. Right. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we're gonna do Jeepers Creepers. Now, Dave and I did have a discussion about this, and we do want to come off the top and just address an elephant in the room, and that is the <laughs> fact that we are very aware that Victor Salva is human garbage. Like there's, there's absolutely no other way to describe it. We're not going to waste a lot of breath explaining to you why, if you know this movie and don't know why Victor Salva is human garbage, you can Google it and read about the awfulness that is this man. But much like when we, much like when we did Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, it is. It is. But much like when we did Rosemary's Baby, we're going to separate art from artist here. Mm -hmm. And we're going to focus on just this movie at a point in time here but it was a discussion Dave and I had to have because yeah, he's, yeah. he's a terrible individual. So yeah. it's, we're going to focus on the movie right? Um, it's, it's and not necessarily all... what he has to do with it. Knowing, knowing human garbage that he is, there's now when I watch it, there is a little bit of like, Oh, why is that like that? Or what? Ooh. Or, yeah. you know, it, 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 there's certain elements and that gets even worse with Jeepers Creepers too. But yes. that's a whole other... And my, my, my understanding is there was a lot of... Because I didn't see it, but uh, there was a lot of controversy around Jeepers Creepers 3. Is that uh, Reborn? Uh, no, oh, that's, yeah. that's the, the reboot that they're doing Oh, now. okay. Uh, yeah. But apparently with 3, there is a storyline where uh, one of the girls was molested by her stepdad or something like that. And someone says something to the effect of, well, you know... Oh, Dave oh, Frost. Blame him. Take a look. And yeah. Oh, am I back? Yeah, yeah you're, you're back. back. Yeah, 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 you're back. You said uh, somebody did, said something to the effect of, and then you. Oh wow! What what a, yeah. what a dramatic pause. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it was like Rocky pause. Horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anticipation. Um, someone says something to the effect of, "Well, can you blame the guy? Take a look at her." Right. And uh, you know that's a uh, that's a big no no. Big yes, no no. So, yeah. uh, but. So as we, we have on occasion taken a section of the show to talk about, you know, director and writer, we're just going to focus on the movie and we are just going to not acknowledge anything that he may have done to make it better. We're just going to look at the movie. So mm -hmm. when we look at Jeepers Creepers released in 2001, this is five years after Scream reignited the horror craze. When Scream came out, suddenly everybody was back on board. Scary movies were back, baby. And this was one that took that by the horns. So when you look at this, that's part slasher, mostly monster movie, does this movie still scare? I mean, we're looking at it 21 years later. This movie's old enough to drink. <laughs> does, too, does it too old for Victor Salva. It was, oh. <laughs> So does this movie still scare you? Does it hold up? Is it still something that even if it comforts you still strikes a little bit of fear into you? Ish, it's your movie. You start us off. All right. So does it still scare me? I'm going to say no, only because I've seen it so many times that there's, I, I, I literally can recite the movie almost, right? Mm. But what I will say is that I still find it just as creepy and atmospheric as, as it was the first time around, because mm -hmm. I mean, like what, maybe 10 minutes into the movie, boom, you're in like, that's it. Right. They set it, they set it up and it's like, here, this is what we're going to do. And, and we're going to, 
you know, turn off, we're going to let the sun set, we're going to turn the lights down, and we're just going to have this all happen over the course of like, maybe what, four, five, six hours? Like, yeah. it, it's yeah. definitely a, this is happening. I mean, if they had almost filmed it in real time, right? Like, it could have, in theory, happened. Um, but it's still, it still just gets me. It's still an entertaining watch for me. But it, I, I don't think I, the scary vibe of it for me anymore. Right. What about you, Dave? So I hadn't seen this movie since right around the time that it came out. I didn't see it in theaters, but uh, this was a blockbuster rental uh, for me and my friends. And I remember really enjoying it. I still did. Uh, I, I feel like this is Florida's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's that sort of like, you know, backwoods. um you can't really count on the law. You kind of have to take it into your own hands and hope you survive sort of thing. Um, and it, I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. I don't think that this is as good as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have, I have gone on record multiple times saying that it's it, it's my favorite slasher movie. Um, I do like that this isn't really a slasher movie because Scream Scream reignited this uh, the, the horror franchise, uh, uh, the, the 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 horror rather um, genre. But uh, it, it, a lot of slashers came out of it arguably so you know you understand because scream was a slasher but we hadn't really gotten a lot of like monster features you know right. creature features and so when we finally get this where we've got a really great creature you know there are deaths but there's really not that many deaths in the movie it's uh it, it, and it all kind of takes place in the last act yes so so it's it's just this like mounting tension to me it reminded me a lot and i didn't make this connection when i first saw it it reminded me a lot of Stephen King's duel, particularly because so much tension builds okay. on the road. Okay. When, when the movie is first starting out, it's kind of setting that, that pace and um, atmospheric, I think is the way to put this. This is Southern Gothic, right? Uh, Flannery O'Connor would be very happy with, uh, with this movie for any of my literary uh, <laughs> fans out there. Um, you know, this, I, I, I really, really like what was done with this movie. Uh, it's not perfect, but it is really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I, you guys have, but you guys have both hit the exact word. It, it's, it's atmospheric. Like they, there's, there's a lot of detail put into every set piece. Everywhere they go is made to just make the movie feel creepy. This movie's not full of jump scares. There's a handful. And I think they still play, you know, like I'm the same as you, Dave. Like this was, I remember it, it was 2001 or 2002. I was living in the dorms my freshman year. And I remember this being a blockbuster pickup mm -hmm. and a bunch of us getting together in the common room at the dorm and watching this one. And, you know, so now 20, 20 21 years later, it, there were a couple moments that got me, um, you know, even though they're 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 way oversold, like there's never a real surprise jump scare. You know exactly when they're coming, but still a couple of them will get you. But the the way that they put the effort into like a reference to in the opening, his house of pain mm -hmm. and the way that he's doing up the bodies and embalming them. They talk about it. I feel like petrified wood and and but they're still they still look good. And all of the effort that, that went into 
creating a modern mythos of a story. You know, it's one thing to just be like, hey, I want to make another Dracula movie. I want to, or a vampire movie in general. You know, I, I want to do, you know, what night? This was two years after they redid Imhotep and the Mummy, right? So, mm-hmm. so it, it's one thing to go back and, and take a creature that exists. But I mean, this is a monster that was built from the ground up. And so I think that in that aspect, it holds up. I feel like this is a movie that for the casual movie fan really flew under the radar. But for the horror fan, this is a pretty iconic monster at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know, like I said, I knew that there were three. I wasn't, I know that reborn was a thing and it realized it was like a reboot or whatever that they were doing. But so it's, you know, it's, it's kind of stood the test of time. Um, as far as being a movie that people will watch. It was a fun watch again. I did like the aspect of it all. Take, there's, I mean, this is, you're right, less than 12 hours. I mean, this starts yeah. in the afternoon and it's done before the sun comes up the next day or as the sun comes up the next day is right, when the right. movie fully ends. But they, they put a lot of time into creating their own legend. Which is a which is an you know kind of an admirable thing and, and something that's nice to see. Does it still scare? I don't know. Right? It's creepy. Um, it it has its moments. But uh, you know, if if I were uh, so ever since a while back when we discussed the idea of um, these horror movies, and I put it up on our Instagram one time, and it got a lot of flack all over the place. AMC does this thing where they're like, "Here's the scariest movies ever based on heart rate." Uh, and um, so I just put it up there and I'm like, look, this is somebody else's. But ever since then, I have a tendency to if I'm starting to feel really worked up at a movie, I check my watch just to kind of see where my heart rate is sitting. And this movie didn't even really give me any moments where I was like, oh, I should check and see what it is. Right. Because <laughs> I, I like I was never that worked up. I was creeped out. Um, I had some good moments. I think that as a scary I think that as, as a as a monster movie, it stands the test of time. But no, I don't think it really scares anymore. I think the bar is a lot higher now than just having something really creepy and really scary on screen if we're just looking at pure scares. But that being said, it is, it's still a fun watch. I think that in that aspect, it definitely holds up. They they do some great stuff, man. It's good to it's and I mean I didn't say it's good to see him on the screen again. It's a twenty year old movie, but man, it's fun to, to fire up a movie and see Justin Long. Where is that dude? Yeah, right. Maybe maybe Justin Long back then, right? Yeah, well, he's, right. He's actually hosting a podcast now. Um, is he? Oh, okay. The, well, Justin Long, it, if you're listening, I, to ours. I think it's called the short of the the long and short of it or something like that. Um, he's he's got a podcast. It's actually really good, and he's just as likable as okay. he was then. Well, yeah. So I mean, so that was like as soon as it started, I was like, "Oh my god, that's right, Justin Long was in this movie." So that was that was a cool little because, I, like I said, I just feel like he's. I feel like there was a minute there in the early two thousands where he was like the it kid. Well, he was and, a Mac. Yeah, huh? He was a Mac. <laughs> yes, this is true. Yeah. He was like and, the, the, the cute geek du jour. Like, right. You know, like. I mean, he was just he was in he was just in everything for a minute there, and then all of a sudden it was just like. I don't know. Maybe Tusk ended his career. <laughs> That's you know, the I actually yeah. like Tusk. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen Tusk, but I will say one of the funniest roles he's ever played was in Zack and Mary make a porno. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I I, um, I really like him in uh, I really like him in Accepted. 
Yes, where, where I they do. make their own college. With I do Black. like accept it a lot. He's, yes, he's a he's he's got something. There's there's something there. I'm not sure why but he's yeah, not so, working much anymore. So I I think it holds up. I, I think it's still around. I just don't. It's definitely not one of the scariest things that we've gone about reviewing. And so here we've got uh, our number one fan, Frank Kowalski, watching. He says they did really well with the atmosphere. They darkened scenes outside because Florida was deemed too beautiful and wanted it to be more <laughs> menacing, removing mailboxes along the road to be isolated. Oh, oh that's interesting. Well, I didn't know that. If they wanted yeah. menacing, they should have just filmed it on the Palmetto Expressway. Yeah. That would have been <laughs> terrifying. It's just wall-to-wall, bumper-to-bumper traffic. Um, ah, but, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. So, I, I think that I think that there's enough about it that that it's a it's a good pick. It's it's going to be fun to talk about. I just don't think it's it's definitely not all that scary. Yeah. And at 90 minutes, it really it, it keeps pace. Like I never yeah. felt there was a lull. Right? There's, it just, there's no it, downtime. It, there's no downtime. Yeah. It was a very tight 90 minutes. You know? I I I I love the like the 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 rigid expectation of like a monster scary movie hitting that 90 minute mark because yeah, it's like 90 minutes like on the dot. Yeah. And I just I love that as an expectation. I'm like, all right, we got time for three acts. Make them count. <laughs> <laughs> this this also manages as as many of the movies of this time do. Uh, it manages to be like a time capsule because I was immediately yeah. uh, transported back to, uh, for me, what would have been high school. And, uh, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, I, I remember uh, dressing this way and talking this way and, um, and, and all my friends did too. Uh, you know, where we we were all just basically walking Abercrombie ads, just uh, ill-fitted jeans and T-shirts that were tight. Uh, yeah, everything was a <laughs> medium. Some of us never grew out of that. <laughs> <laughs> At least I had the figure back then for it. So you got the figure now too, baby girl. <laughs> so anyway, you mentioned um, you know the that tight story. You know, uh, not not really much downtime in here. So uh, it, it really is a very simple story, right? Yeah. Um, people find killer, killer try to find people, right? Uh, this <laughs> yeah. this this is basically a, a tale as old as time, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's um, it it kind of I I think is just enough story to give us horrific scenarios. Mm -hmm. These, these scenarios that are strung together by the story, right? Almost vignettes. So um, does the story and, and the setting, as we've talked about, you know, this is, uh, this is beautiful Florida, right? Uh, does the setting, does it provide enough um, interest to keep you watching? Um, my metric is always, did I go on Instagram? So, uh, Ish, you can, you can, you know, keep it going. All right. Well, I can't use the Instagram metric because again, like this is my 6,000th and 12th time watching this movie. So it wasn't <laughs> point, like, it, it's, it's a little hat for me. Um, you know, I think what was achieved by, you know, we know it's Florida and obviously at this point in time, but it just seemed like it, cause they never, I don't think they ever said it was Florida in in the movie, I'm trying to remember back. Um, uh, yeah, wait, when you guys, when when Dave said there it was Florida, mention on massacre. I was like, oh, I didn't look up the county, so I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, there, there was a mention somewhere. I okay. think if if not, then it's that I read it and 
Yeah, because I know they mention, with, with regards to the mythos, you know, the urban legend of it all, right? Well, oh, this girl from this high school went missing and mm-hmm. and and all that. I don't remember that they mentioned that it was in Florida. But what I, what I meant by that is that by, by doing that and by keeping it just in this, like, middle of nowhere scenario, it can apply to anyone. Right. Like you, right. you, 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 as far as location goes, it's again, it's, it's about understanding the economy of what you're trying to achieve and being realistic with it. And this is just, it's shorthand middle of nowhere, one road in one road out. Here's a farm. Here's a church, which if you've ever driven down that West coast corridor of Florida, which I did once, cause I took the wrong turn somewhere and I could not <laughs> find my way back to the terminal. <laughs> it looks like that. It looks like that. Like it's literally like just church, 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 bar, church, church, church. Like it's it it, it really does look like that. So I mean, again, how much of it is what I'm bringing to the, to the table from my own experiences? But it worked for me because I've I've driven down that type of road and thought if I get a flat, a Cuban gay guy in the middle of here is not going to do that. <laughs> Okay, like it's just not gonna. Like I'd prefer the creeper, frankly. <laughs> I, 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 you know, like br- please. At least he's got wings. Maybe I'll see the sights. I don't know. But, like, but, so you know, again, but it's and it's that, nice uh, to be wanted, right? Because it is. If he wants it is. Then, then you have something he wants. It mean, well, it means that clearly I'm releasing the right pheromones. Correct. And <laughs> and sense so driven. He, he he is scent driven, and I mean I've been to clubs where that's the case, but we'll talk about that later. It's, but. Um, you know, it, it worked for me in, in terms of the location and in terms of the story. I, I think one of the things I, I love about the story is the simplicity. Like I think you said, Dave, mm-hmm. it's straightforward. You know, from the beginning, it's brother and sister in a car. They see something they shouldn't. Now they got to make the decision. Should I stay or should I go? They decide to stay to figure it out. Chaos ensues, right? If you and stay, there will be double. So. If you... <laughs> And if you go, you know, there will be trouble. <laughs> this is why I love doing this show. Um, <laughs> one of the many reasons, one of the many reasons. But, you know, it, it's it's something that even when trying to set up the mythos, they kept it simple, mm-hmm. right? It was just, and that, that's not even to mention the whole deuces machina of, of the, the, the psychic, who she basically just shows up to be like, hey, that monster, every 23 years for 23 days. Yes. And you're it. You know, click like it's <laughs> fine. So what? I'm already asked to believe that there's this gigantic creeper monster. Why can't there be a psychic? I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, Daniel? I, 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 uh, I, I'm. It's interesting, right? Because this is stories. Always one of the more fascinating parts of our show because. We do the occasional one last week we did platform and it's like the story here is simple, but it has like a really deep message and there's a lot you can pull out of this. And then this one is the complete opposite. It's like, there's a real simple story because yeah, we just want to put these kids in awful situations that keep you on the edge of your seat. But I think that what we got here was exactly what Ish said. It was it was to the point. It, it set up what we needed it to set up. It allowed the scenarios that we were looking for. Um, by the way, I looked it up. Poho is a fictional county, and it's near Ocala. Hmm. Um, so it, uh, by by the Jeepers Creepers um, uh, ge- uh, geography, it's near Ocala. So um, anyway, but so we so we get this story that it, it's just. It's really funny because there's a moment there's a moment in this movie 
where you know you you know i think it's a youtube channel or something that does like how it should have ended or like something yeah. like that yeah, there's a yeah. moment where he he's, he goes don't you want to go back and see why he's throwing these these uh roped bodies wrapped in you know wrapped in sheets covered in red spots down the hole and it's like if she just said no the movie's over the movie's over like, it's like, <laughs> no this is I also don't. why the characters are white yeah <laughs> um because minorities don't we don't go back <laughs> no it's like no i want to go home because remember how the storyline a few minutes ago was how we're worried about mom Let, let's go check on her right and not this but um and, and then just like tiktok just put in the curb your enthusiasm music yeah and the credits start rolling <laughs> exactly that's it movie's over you don't hit that 90 minute mark and you don't have a creature feature either but yeah. you do have a movie that makes sense yeah exactly so <laughs> I think that, but I think that the way they set it up, you and like you said, you know, uh, backroads in Alabama are are this too, right? Just two lane highway, nothing but farmland, occasional church, occasional bar, uh, you know, and maybe a gas station that's got the old pumps, right? That like still ding yeah. every gallon or whatever. <laughs> and so you get this movie that's relatable to a lot of people because you know most. A majority of people who are going to watch this have pro probably lived somewhere where it doesn't take that long to get mm -hmm. to back roads, and you can experience this. It's that it's that it's that, it's that Bruce Springsteen idea of small town America, right? <laughs> like, like that's Thunder Road that they're on right now, and <laughs> and so you you get this story that is relatable in its simplicity. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, like. A road trip with family you're going home from college these are things that people experience and then just one awful thing happens and instead of it being a collot it's all just a waterfall effect from that one awful thing so we get a story that serves its purpose which is something that we come back to a lot of times with with monster movies or slasher films it gets us from a to b it does it succinctly so i think we've got a solid little bit of story here yeah I um I agree. I think that there's just enough story and just enough exposition to have everything make sense because people will naturally have questions about a new monster. When you have a new Dracula movie, as you said, uh, you don't have to explain Dracula anymore, but you did need to back in 1930 when the original Dracula came out. Right. So 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 you needed someone to, to come in and do, just like with with the Wolfman. Right. You needed the gypsy woman, you know, a silver bullet fired from a silver gun or a knife with a silver handle. You, you need that. Right. You need the gypsy woman. And we got the gypsy woman and she was really interesting. And that's that's one of the things that I like about this movie is that all the characters are interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting or believable. Character. Yeah. Like it, 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 you were talking about economy of characters uh, ish. We have that here. There is no character where I thought, well, that one should just die. Right. <laughs> like, why, like, why are they here? Right. Right. Like, no, well, that's that's the one. That's the character that, that the creeper is going to kill now. Um, and this may have well have been my very first time watching this movie because I didn't remember jack shit about this movie. I remembered enjoying it, but I didn't remember anything. Like, I didn't remember the fact that the old cat lady gets it so yeah, quickly, right? you know? Um, and, and she's an important character because she gets them to the place where we find out that this thing is not human. 
right. that, that this is like some crazy monster. You see the fucking wing and you're like, holy fuck, what have I signed up for? Because I thought it was a scarecrow man. Right. She's also right. a premonition. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I right. remember like all the promotion before it made you think it was a scarecrow dude. Yeah. Like I do remember the trailers being like, oh, it's a scarecrow that comes to life. Okay. Yeah, and, and I thought that was creepy as it was, you know? And then you see the wing, and you're like, well, that's no fucking scarecrow at all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and, and you're right. It, it, and, and it does serve the, the point of making the, the, the psychic matter. Because now, when, when he's gotten that phone call, and she's like, hey, have you seen the cats? Are you with the cats? You know, like, that, it, that starts to make sense now. So when they see each other... It's like, oh, man, you're the fucking lady. You're the one who's either going to get me killed or is going to save my life. Right. Uh, and, and I do really love that moment. It's a really tense moment um, towards the end when he says uh, when Justin Long says, who, oh, who yeah. hears the song? You know, yes. who, who, who hears Jeepers Creepers? That's and- got me. Yeah, yeah, it did too. And in fact, I'm I'm getting you know some uh, some goosebumps right now thinking about it because it's a really great revelation that moment. You know, and I I love that there's no stupid teenagers in this. Um, and and oftentimes I feel like um, these sort of movies very often stupid teenagers are just the the way to kind of get to the next kill. And because we don't have that, you do have that delayed gratification where every kill does seem great. You know, when the crazy cat lady does get it like, oh, man, that's great. You know, when when the cop fucking gets the right through uh, and then you're looking at that Looney Tunes style hole in his chest like that's fucking so good with the flashlights just shining through it. That shot from behind him. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was actually getting in in that scene uh, in in the police station. I don't know how many of you have seen the original Assault on Precinct Thirteen, uh, yes. John Carpenter's first film, uh, where yeah. like all all the power goes off and it, they're just getting attacked by uh, this this in, in fucking crazy gang. That's what this felt like to me. And I was like, damn, are, are they drawing on Carpenter here? Maybe. I, I don't there know. There might be homages. Uh, but yeah, that's that to me, it, it, it really very much felt that way where, um, you know, they were pulling from those uh, 70s horror movies, uh, thrillers like Texas Chainsaw, where, um, you know, death is just around the corner where you know the 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 atmosphere as it were because the creeper is just as much a part of the countryside as anything else right i mean he's hiding in plain sight you know yet and yet not one person in that diner who i assume that entire population has lived there their entire life Mm -hmm. did they all just move there 23 years ago like (laughs) because that's the one big plot hole that i have here right because we're talking a small town where traditionally generations have lived there right you mean to tell me generations have lived here and nobody has heard of this happening every 23 years for 23 because it's not even like happens for one day this happens for like i mean it's like a period it happens for almost like 30 days right like it's Mm -hmm. and nobody has heard you know anything and and they they all seem genuinely shocked and it's like i think old ass people in that diner i think that's purposeful actually uh because the way that i read that was this is 
like a curse that they feel their town has and they may okay. not know who the creeper is uh or what he looks like but they know that there's this uh supernatural thing that happens in their town where every 23 years shit's gonna get fucked up you think people and, and, who have been... and, and, and so i i, I think they kind of just like you know Oh, okay. So some new guy stumbled upon it. And then everyone just kind of turns around and, you know, goes about their business. You think the people who have been there since the last one are like jealous? Like, I've been here for 40 fucking years. This dude just drives through one day and this is who <laughs> What is like, wrong with yeah, me? Nobody what did I do wrong? <laughs> been driving Set. this strip of highway every day for 40 years. Oh, I know the church, but you know, fuck you. It's because you use Jean Nate, Helen. That's why. He's not into it. <laughs> so there's oh, a boy. phrase that you used early on, uh, ish, uh, economy of characters. So when we're looking at here is a very tight cast. Now, I am going to say as we get into this, let's kind of, let's let's look at human characters. Let's save the creeper okay. for, for his own little segment. But so as we're looking at the human characters, one thing that's really notable here is we get away from this idea of the boyfriend, girlfriend, the husband, wife, the couple. We get to a familial relationship that gets into this situation. And so it gives us a different dynamic here that allows the movie to carry on in a different way. So when you look at the idea of siblings that are presented as not like best of friend siblings, just siblings that have always existed together, how does that <laughs> duo carry us as the core of this movie? Go ahead, Ish. I, I think it's absolutely the right decision and it's absolutely perfect because you know, like you were saying, it's not a, a romantic relationship, right? And let's face it, how many times haven't we been watching a horror movie where it's a boyfriend-girlfriend or whatever, and just thought to ourselves, why are you with this ass? Like, right. they're just so <laughs> fucking stupid and annoying. And like, but you by having it be siblings, right? It's like, well, why are you with them? Well, it's my brother. Yeah. That's why. Like, yeah. so it's, you know what I mean? Like, there's, you don't question why they're together, right? It's like, why? Because there's one car, they're on their way home. Like, it's very, it's very simplistic. And and I love, again, it's it's the shorthand of it all, right? Why why does it become so dire? And so, you know, in, because it's brother and sister, right? Like, it, it, it's a familial bond, which for the most part, if you if you have, you know, a strong family relationship, um, you know, you would understand that, that, that connection, that bond. And further to that, what I love is that they flipped it and made her the older sibling. Right. Because right. traditionally... Right. Traditionally, it would be the older brother who always has to look out for the younger sibling or, you know, and, and by making it her, it, it really does add a different element where he is almost becoming the damsel in distress. Complete it, with it, the rose it, tattoo on his belly button. Yeah. Can we can we talk about that rose tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that rose tattoo, because I think that at a bare minimum, it means that dairy is bi. Um, because... <laughs> Happy Pride oh, Month. Happy Pride, Happy Pride Month. month. Uh, <laughs> because at the very minimum, like he's got a rose tattoo on his belly button in a way that nobody, even even most gay men that I know, wouldn't have that tattoo. And <laughs> and then he's walk and he's running around on a crop top because it was torn, but it was a crop top nonetheless. Like, I, you know what, Derry, thank you for being part of the LGBTQ <laughs> population. I am canonically retroactively making him uh, part of the community. I'm so, pretty yeah. sure that like I, I I don't know if this went 
because it hasn't been talked about, but it had to have been in Justin Long's head when he played the character, right? Well, they don't give him any lines where he says that he was dating. She was dating someone, a, a guy, right. and they broke up, and that's why they came Poli together. Poli-sci guy. Poli-sci Poli guy. guy, yeah. <laughs> but I don't really remember any lines of dialogue where he explicitly says, even something like, you know, yeah, all the chicks on campus or anything like that. And, and it's it doesn't matter. Right. It, it ultimately right. It doesn't matter because mm -hmm. that's not what this movie's about. But again, I'm just going to retroactively, canonically welcome Justin Long into hey, the community as far I, as Derry's concerned. And, you know, <laughs> have at it. it takes it, it, it takes it takes a special kind of man to pull off that belly button tattoo, man. Like you, you, well, you either you've either got to own it and, and it's a statement or you've got to look like Dave Bautista and be like, yeah, what are you going to say? Right. About right. I got a tattoo <laughs> come at me. Yeah, come at me. I, I got 12. I got a dozen roses around my belly button. Like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> Or you can just have a really flat stomach like Justin Long did, like most of us did in our twenties. Um, but, but yeah, it's it, it's it's. <laughs> who was that? So sad. Not not this right guy, here. Chief. Yeah, no. yeah sad. Well, any, any any flatness it, it, I've got is new. I, it, was, it was flatter than. When, <laughs> uh, my, mine was mine was straight up flat, and uh, and now I'm just straight up fat. So. No. <laughs> I dropped I dropped the L and put on some LBs. No, you're hey. you're, you're voluptuous. Um, that's... Or as uh, as as my older son is referring to our younger son, he's curvy. He's curvy. Yes, he's curvy. Yes. Listen, Marilyn Monroe was a pretty uh, curvy lady, and nobody. Yes, she you know. was. Um, but back to Derry and Trish. Um, <laughs> no, I, I. You know, within the con, even within the confines of a horror movie, where again we have to suspend a certain amount of disbelief in terms of how they act and and what they do i feel that they do act realistically again asterisk right like realistically asterisk within the confines of what this movie is asking of us mm -hmm. because when she runs him over she backs up and runs him over and backs up and runs him over, like four or five times and you know but that's but that's a genuine like that's a real quote-unquote real world mm -hmm. response right like she's they never, you know, they're never dead. And bam, she right. backs up over him and again and again and again until he tells her, like, enough. Like, that's it. That's and again, a realistic but, approach to that and scenario. And again, that moment puts him, the damsel, in distress because he's like, hit him, go. Like, he's ready right. to bolt. Like, because they've right. hit him one time and she's the one who steps up and is like, no, no. And just, yeah, oh, forward, backward, forward, backward. Right. Like, she's the one feeling that testosterone rage, if, yeah. if you will. Uh, Dave, what do you think about the two of them? Um, I, I, I think that it was, it was the right move to make them brother and sister for all the reasons that Ish said, but also because I don't think the dialogue in this movie is particularly good. Uh, and it's, it's, it's one of, it's one of the faults that the movie has. I think one of the few faults that this movie has is that the, the dialogue is cheesy, but I think you can get away with, uh, or you can get pretty close to getting away with cheesy childish dialogue right. if your characters are bickering like brother and sister right and 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 i think i think that mostly they do get away with that because there's that frame of this is the character dynamic going on here you can almost forgive the really bad dialogue it's been like that since they learned to talk like right yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um because the the things that they speak about 
And the way that they respond to one another seems very natural. It's just that the actual words that they're saying are um are poorly scripted <laughs> right well it's and like it's like the, the dumb road trip games you know where we're you know like looking yeah. for the license plates and screaming them out or when mm-hmm. they're going back and forth with the insults and eventually she wins because he you know he says yes, he thicker or something and she had already said ass liquor ass, or yeah. something you know, and, and she's like ah oh, repeat it's like <laughs> that is that is the way that i communicate with my brother when we've been on the road for a yes long time. yes and yeah. and my um, my parents used to take my siblings and and me on road trips every summer. Uh, they they had this this big RV, and every summer we'd pack in and we'd just go to a different part of the country. And my um, eldest sister, who's a year and a half younger than I am, uh, Lisa, who was on here for Final Girls, uh, she and I, when we were younger, would bicker very much like this. And, and so, so for me, it was, it was like a very real, yeah, ish, there you go. Yeah. So like if, if you have, I, I think particularly for brother sister dynamic, there's that like, because I love you, but I also kind of hate you oh. and I, and, and I, and, and I don't learn how to not hate you until later. Right. Um, certainly by their age, I had already learned to not hate my sister. So I do think they're a little old for the way that they behave. But I don't think they hated each other. I think they just were, it, it, again, it was just like you fall into that routine of like bickering and, and nobody mm-hmm. can piss you off like your sibling. That is true. That is true. Right. And, uh, and we also, we, we, don't, we don't know how long they'd been in the car for, because right. if they've, if they've been driving for two days, you know, that's, I mean, that, that's a, an extended period of time. Anyone will get on your nerves if you've been driving for that long. So um, I, I think that the um, this this really small scale movie works because they're brother and sister. And I think it does a really good job of hiding some of the um, some of the drawbacks of the movie. And I think also the, the other uh, major players here like the police officer, the sexy police officer, right? I, I think he was well cast. He does a good job at being, you know, good cop. You know, he right. kind of listens and does his sure. job. You know, he gets uh, he, he gets his head cut off real well, you know. Uh, yeah, stripper cop, that's what they call him, stripper cop. They not actually sexy cop. asked him, little known fact, to audition the head cutting um, in, in his auditions, and he was able to put it back on. It was, it was like, oh. yeah. Impressive, this man. Yeah, that's why he does it yeah. so well. It's right. Like, lost um the uh the psychic i thought played that part really really well um but again i do think there is a cheesiness there throughout this whole thing to me it felt almost like um like an extended episode of um shit um what's the show full house no not full house uh <laughs> on a very special episode of full house <laughs> Uh, no, we did um, uh, uh, Demon uh, Demon Tales Night. from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Uh, Tales Tales from the the Crypt. Crypt. Wow, that was one hell of a fucking brain fart that I forgot. Tales from the Crypt. Uh, it, it felt almost like an extended Tales from the Crypt episode uh, yeah. because Tales from the Crypt had incredible special effects, great actors, and uh, you know it was just a little cheesy because that's that's the style they were going for, right? And and so uh, for me, it, I think it works even with the cheesiness. Uh, do I sometimes <laughs> laugh, you know, or chuckle at the like 
incredible fucking craziness of what was just said. Yes. But I, I think the characters were, you know, good enough. Yeah. And, and, I, I, and certainly the brother and sister, that really works. Yeah. I think yeah. that, I think that the reason that they did it that way is exactly everything that we're hitting on. Right. I think that it allows for moments like when the, when she's holding him in the pipe, and the rats scare her and scare him and they mm-hmm. they but and he slides down you know you get that moment where it's not like a oh you know if it were if it were a couple like oh my god babe are you okay you know it's immediately him hitting the ground and be like hey what the hell like you right. were supposed to hold on to me you know like there's there's no like love loss over it. it's just like damn it like i finally decided to trust you and now it's just like it's always been you oh, know and, and there's and you there's, know the, she's thinking to herself oh fuck what am i going to tell mom like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know because it's just there yeah and so we we get those moments that really are inner because ish i didn't even think about it until you said it but you're right so often when you see those couples because you need somebody to kind of just be a jerk you know like you get those couples you're like oh my god really like still you know sex? I mean, yeah like exactly <laughs> like the, this 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 guy this girl somebody in this relationship is awful like i don't i don't understand i get that you have to fill tropes but it just this relationship makes no sense but now yeah it doesn't matter how terrible they are because they're together because the the blood you know, like that's mm-hmm. that's the way it has to be. So we get these two people who can interact like that in a in a believable way. But then it'll it we you were talking earlier about that moment when he first when he freaks out and he's like, "Who hears Jeepers Creepers?" Not long after that is when the Creepers got her, you know, by the throat and, and he's screaming, you know, or got him by the throat, excuse me, and she's screaming, "Take me, take me instead," you know, and it's and it's not it's not just the heroic like you know i i love you so much you know my you know it, it's it is that but it's it's your family and and i'm willing to lay down for for family so it makes more sense because if you'd had just a boyfriend girlfriend that had been bickering and been awful to each other this whole time it's a very drastic change in character to suddenly have somebody try to sacrifice their own life for the other one in the relationship that moment is that is that thing that we all that everybody who has siblings has, which is I can beat up my little brother. I can talk shit to my little brother. I yes. can do these things. It's a very only real thing. Yeah. Me. You know, that's that's something that anybody with siblings can relate to. And yeah, me, me and my, me and my brother, have, you know, we have physically, you know, fist fought and and we spend 50 percent of the time that we spend texting, roasting each other. But in that situation, yeah, no, no, no. I, I get to put my brother in a headlock and fly out a barred window with him. Not you. That's, <laughs> you that have is, not earned that right. <laughs> that's right. I'm the one who's put up with them all these years. That's my move. Um, so it, it makes it all more realistic and, and for, for what this movie can be realistically. But it, it makes those characters more real. It makes them more relatable and it makes it a more fun romp of a movie. Yeah. I mean, even in the term of, uh, of relatable, you know, to let's go back to the psychic for a minute because she's essentially the third lead. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, right. She, I think she's billed that way too. She, I, I would assume, I would hope. Let me put it that way. Yeah. She plays that role perfectly in the sense that I think, other people might have overplayed it a little bit. Like they may have over histrionicized it and been like, no, no, no. I don't see. She really, especially in that last scene 
which apparently was had to be rewritten while they were filming and and so a lot of that final scene is actually ad-libbed of oh, between the nice. three leads um because they, they were running out of money and so they had to reshoot the, the ending of the movie uh rewrite and then, re- and then shoot it you know she really at that moment looks like she is struggling like there's an internal struggle with her of i want to help i can't help do I help? What do I know? Am I interpreting this right? Because it's almost like for the first time, because she's meeting the the victims of whatever she sees, it's become real to her. You know, all of right. a sudden, there's an actual ramification because what they say is, oh, she's helped on a couple cases before. It's probably that she's shown up at the police station and said, hey, I think this person, I see them out in the woods and they go out to the woods and the person's there and they found them and that's kind of it. She's never had to deal with a live victim if, if, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah. No, that makes perfect and, sense. And she, you know, yes, on the phone call, she's a little hysterical, but I think that's, it's, it's a phone call. And also, you know, you have to convey that. Cause if she would have been on the phone and been like, have you seen the cats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when you see the cats, so yeah, no, yeah. I don't remember. Okay. Bye. Thanks for calling. You know, she's not Miss Cleo, right? She, she has to kind of amp it up because <laughs> at that point also, all she has is the call voice me now. on the phone, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? But that, but that's another thing. Somebody else would have probably gone the complete opposite, which is, well, she's a psychic in the backwoods. Oh, she must be Cajun. Okay, I'm the psychic in the bayou. Like, they would have totally just <laughs> right. gone a whole other way. No, she, she played it she, straight. Yeah. She played it like a person who just yeah. happens to get these visions that she doesn't, she can't explain, but she has to communicate. And and at the end, when she's like, I'm, I'm just a crazy old woman, you know, you almost get the sense that she regrets mm-hmm. even sticking her nose in it although she she felt that she had to right because all of a sudden she's the one that's going to potentially save or, or have a different change the outcome that's her that's her goal she doesn't want any part of it anymore is, is the feeling that you get because she she saw the, the the real end results of what could happen and shout out to P- patricia belcher like an actress who's just always there like she yeah. pops up and mm-hmm. i'm like where do I know her from? Then I pull up. I'm like, oh, I know her oh, from shit. everything, from she all that in, stuff. She was in uh, the sitcom on TV Land, Teachers. I think. Yes, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah. she was yeah. in that, and I mean, she just she does she does bit parts and stuff. She's had reoccur. She was in Good Luck Chuck um, for a while. Mm-hmm. Like she's done a ton of stuff. Like her TV filmography is just massive. But and it's because you know she's she's good at what she does. And you're right, she she knocked that role out. Yeah. And that kind of leaves us with the creeper. It's the, the only film. one. Uh, yeah, the, the, o- the only character that we haven't discussed. And, and because he needs to be discussed on his own. Absolutely. right? Or it needs to be discussed on its own. Right? Yeah. Um, let's, let's... I'm going I'm to go with, I, I feel comfortable. I don't want to discuss anyone's pronoun without asking them first, of course. <laughs> but I feel comfortable with a him just because... Based on what we saw in the in the church, most of the victims looked like they tended to be male, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. there was probably some genetic reason for that. Oh, that's um, true. Cause he, it's because he has to eat a lot of dicks to make his big. <laughs> Is that it? Is that all you have to do? <laughs> and that's that's all he has to do, right? You know, like, you know what? I I could answer that question for you, David. <laughs> but I won't. Thanks for tuning into Shiver and Anatomy <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so, um, 
we we touched briefly upon how a, a a mythology is built here and this this is like one movie i don't know that salva had any intention of this being any more than just one movie when oh, he no. first did this uh jeepers creepers 2 came out very shortly after this i think within two years yeah uh it was it was you know back in in theaters but this initial film it feels like there is right here everything you need to know about the creeper uh in fact i've never seen two or three and i watched I, two I, right I, after I, one yesterday so is it worth the watch <sighs> So I'm going to go with a big no. Okay. Um, but, okay, here's the thing. I wouldn't recommend it to other people, but I would recommend it to you guys um, only because I think that if you enjoyed part one, but you think part one is a little flawed, and then you watch part two, I think you'll have a greater appreciation for part one. Nice. Okay. Because I, I feel like part two, again, the rules of the sequel, right? More, more, more. You have to build. Mm. You have to expand. And I think that obviously it has to do that, but it does it at the expense of what I think made part one special. Okay. All right. Uh, in that case, I will not watch. Um, <laughs> but um, what, what I like about part one is that there is so much mythology here, right? Um, and and in, in one movie, in one movie, you have one of the most iconic horror movie characters mm -hmm. of the 20th century yeah and that is no small feat right um so 21 years later crazy. is the right <laughs> is the creeper still an effective movie monster uh a horror killer is it still scary right the movie itself we've said is not particularly scary but is the creeper scary i would say yes um for several reasons one because especially in, in part one um you don't really see him mm -hmm. right he, he's, he's covered really for most of the movie he's got the trench coat he's got you know the the hat the wide brim hat and then when you do get finally the reveal right like at the end of the movie where he shows the whole face it's like predator on steroids and it's yeah you know <laughs> it, it's effective because of that right because all of a sudden oh shit, it's a monster. Like, there's something more here. Right. Up until that point, you know it's a monster, but he, you know, at, like, you know, at the risk of being like Miss Swan, right? He looks like a man. Um, you know, he, he's... He he's... killed with an axe the first time right. that we a see him. A big ass axe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but, but he hasn't done anything. I mean, you can make the argument he has done supernatural things by virtue of just the existence, but he hasn't flown up until the point where she runs him over. You didn't even know he had wings. Right, right. Like that thing flies up and, and it's like, oh shit, he could fly? Why does he have a truck? That's a question for another day. But it's, it's especially nowadays, gas is way expensive, Creeper. Just fly. Just fly, but man. But what I, what I will say also is, is he so scary? I think the fact that, and you know, I know nowadays everything is IP and let's just reboot and reboot, reboot. But the fact that they are going back to the well, I think speaks to how scary the visual is they'll probably mm -hmm. tweak it and update it the way that they made freddy krueger look like some type of rejected cat in the the reboot <laughs> but but there's something there you know there, there's a there's a again creep factor right like jeepers mm -hmm. creepers there's a, there's a creep factor to it that i think 
is still visually very, very impactful, especially the way it's it's doled out in the movie. Yeah, he's there's I think that he's scary for for all of those reasons. I think that one reason that he's scary, we we get something out of him that we don't always get out of a monster, and that is when they roll, if you're a D&D guy, when they rolled the creeper, they put their 18 in dexterity. Like, this dude can move. Like, the first time they go to hit him yeah. with the car, and he just kind of, like, flips up over it and, like, runs across the hood. And, I mean, like, he, there's he's not just this big hulking thing. He is, but he moves like he's not. And that's really scary. Also, he's extremely well-armed. Like, on top of the Mm -hmm. fact that he's got, like I said, just this huge-ass axe that he just whips out of this trench coat to behead this cop, when they hit him with the car and he goes flying apparently a ridiculous distance into the air because it takes him a long (laughs) time to come down and smash down on that car. But while we're waiting... What's a big trench coat? You know, there's drag that's created. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Air pockets. While we're waiting (laughs) on the inevitable, you know creeper to drop we just we watched just an armament fall onto the vehicle it's like (laughs) knives and just all the stuff that he apparently just keeps in his trench coat all the time you know which is a a welcome change from just having that one iconic weapon you know it's like no this dude is just he just kills indiscriminately with whatever he can get his hands on and then he eats you which you know we we get this we get this other real cool part of the 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 mythos which is that he has to eat and replace his body parts. That's that's right. how he stays alive. Mm-hmm. We see that when she runs him over, it messes up his hand and his foot really bad. So when we eventually see him in the police station and he's eating that prisoner, you see that the very first things he did was tear off the prisoner's hand and foot because that's what he needed to regenerate. She said at one point he's eaten too many hearts for his to stop beating. Uh, before he's before you know not that he ever really talks or anything but we watch him eat somebody's tongue you know and the whole point he's got these glassed over eyes until he finally gets a hold of justin's long justin long's eyes that that's why it's the the jeepers creepers where'd you get those peepers he's after his eyes for for whatever reason justin long's fear response triggered his ooh that boy got pretty eyes like that's and he he got that by smelling his underwear yes Again, things I could share with you, boys. But anyway, <laughs> I... And so um, you, you get this you get this monster who is very scary because he's fearless. He is absolutely fearless. He, he's also when, driven by a need. It's yes. not just a random, like, I'm a serial killer because you're my type or whatever. It, yeah, it it's, it's scarier. Yeah, it's like I, I smelled your fear, I sniffed your underwear, and I need your eyes. And so I don't I don't care that I've got to go into a locked police station to get them. Like I'm gonna go get them. And yeah, that's scary. Um, there was this really great moment before we ever really see his face that is equally terrifying and funny, and it's my favorite shot in the movie. It's after he beheads the cop and they realize and he comes out of the car and he's walking and he picks up the cop's head. And the billboard behind him is for like a meat or something. And it just says, tastes so darn good. (laughs) And then he sits there and eats the tongue out of the cop's head after licking it. Like, it's such a beautifully, uh, it's it's such, it's like, it's this really great shot where it's like, "Mm, tastes so good. And then you're watching him eat a human's head. And that's, that's scary, right? Like when you, when you can juxtapose 
this this hilarious billboard with something like that and you're still scared kind of in that moment or you're still presented with something that's terrifying the way the tongue like stretches out of the mouth while he's eating yeah that 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 stuff is still scary he's he's a he's a bizarre creation that like i said at the top he's he's a ground up build he's not just um some evolution of the zombie or or of the mummy or of the vampire this is a guy this is a guy that was like i want to put my stamp on the monster movie and i want to create something that's going to hang around and like we said what you said jeepers creepers 2 was was two or three years after then it was over 10 years before the third one and third now one i think during the pandemic yeah, and then and then now we've got Reborn, which according to the, the wikis in post-production right now. So it's obviously still around, like Wish said, they're, Ish said, they're going back to the well. Um, and so I, I definitely think he has staying power. I think that we get a monster that if you've seen this movie, you're always going to remember what the creeper looks like. Yeah. Um, it, for me, I think what, what scares me most about it is this idea that it's ancient. Things that are old, um, scary, right? Old is scary, and yes. um, uh, you, you, it's the reason why we, we don't like going to old folks' homes, right? Um, uh, part of it is that we're reminded of our own mortality, but also, and part of it uh, is the smell, it, it, part of it is the smell. Um, uh, you but, know, his, his lair was ooh, not fragrant. Yeah. I mean, oh he, no. Mm. But it, it, things that are that are old are almost foreign to us, and um, and, and we we can't imagine being that old, and so so it's scary for us, and so when you have something that's this old, right, uh, you know, dating back to you know early history or prehistory, however long this thing's been around, um, that's scary that something can live that long. Right. Um, because it's we, it's it's unnatural. And, and to me, that's part of what gives him uh, the biggest aura of horror is his unnaturalness, uh, because Mike Myers, uh, Michael Myers, excuse me, not Mike Myers. Uh, Mike, Mike Myers Michael, also can be terrifying. He, he can. can be. Yeah. And yeah. He's we, been around forever. So. We also have <laughs> a love guru. Um, <laughs> uh, Michael Myers. Um, Jason Voorhees, you know, even even Freddy Krueger that has that supernatural aspect to him. There, I I think a little more um, tangible than this because you you can imagine where it is that they come from, but because we're not given any background on it, like where did he come from, like ancient Samaria or some shit, you know, like how far back does he go? Is he related to like like Cthulhu and the old ones? Is he like part of their offspring or something? I have no idea. And and to me, that's head that, uh, Yeah, that's that's part of what scares me most about about him is that is is that mystery. Uh, and again, I haven't seen part two or three, so I don't know if they clear some of that up. They don't in part two. I saw part three, and I don't remember too much of it. To be honest with you, it was very sci-fi original movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> It, it, it premiered on sci-fi. So, I mean, it wasn't oh, okay. a sci-fi original, yeah, yeah. but it might as well have been. Um, so they don't really expand too much, but I will say I hope that now with Reborn, they don't. Mm -hmm. I am I, one I, of those I guys agree. who, I like, you know what? 
I don't need Solo. I don't need the prequels of Hunger Games that's coming up. I don't need, like, I don't care. I, I just, I, this is how it is, and then we move forward, right? Like, right. I'm, I'm a fan of just that, 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 especially in a horror movie, there's fear in the unknown. Right. And the minute that you know everything, like, well, he had a bad childhood, and he skinned his knee at the age of five. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, and, and. So yeah, keep it a mystery. I, I hope right. they and we keep and it. we ne- we never start to cross that line into having even an ounce of sympathy for him, which you, which is always the waters you tread when you create a backstory. Is right. is that's, whether or that's not you start issue. to feel for that's, them. that's the issue I think that's happened with Leatherface. Uh, anytime that they've gone to his origin story, they immediately go to well, there's childhood trauma, and when you do that you automatically make him someone that I'm going to feel sorry for or that I feel I should feel sorry for, even though I don't. And, and, and that, that doesn't work for me. Uh, So like all those Texas chainsaw massacre movies that go, uh, you know, before the original, those prequels, as, as much as I enjoy them, that's an aspect that I think, takes away from the movie it never takes away from the original i'm not one of these guys that's like oh you know, you ruined my childhood you know you <laughs> you really soulless you ruined my childhood uh you know nothing is gonna stop empire strikes back from being as great as it fucking is you know but uh but it, it, some mystery is good uh some mystery is great and finding that balance of you know what is mysterious and and what is important to explain i think they do that with the psychic like to every 23 years he's here for you know 30 days or whatever it is you know like that's fucking awesome you've i i've got it i've got enough of what i need why does, yeah what, why does why does he kill he needs to regenerate his penis okay fantastic <laughs> you know i I've, I've got it so that to, to me that's that's enough of the backstory so that I understand his um, uh, his his motivation. Right. right. And and also am terrified of his 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 mystery. But I do like that there's some humor around him as well, which is really difficult to do. Um, you can't make Michael Myers funny. You can't put him in humorous situations because the tone of the movie won't let you. And the few times that they've tried, it falls flat. Oh, God, yes. But when we do get humorous situations for Jason Voorhees, they usually work because he's a he's a killer with some with, with a sense of humor. Give me one second while I quiet my dog here because he's apparently going nuts. Maybe he found the maybe the creepers at your house. I don't know. So, you know, it's, it's that you're right. It's that whole thing where I don't know. It's just, I I think that, I think that part of the lasting thing is just this, like I said, that, that idea of just creating something new. Like we, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we set out and we, we create a new episode every week, but it's all built on a piece that somebody else has done. You know, Mm -hmm. like we're fortunate if we manage to, to write a joke or two that land, you know, but that, 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 that idea of, of of make of making something is is hard that's that's tough and i can see like i can see the aspect of like uh ish said everything's ip so you just got you got to keep going back because this has been there and that has worked but yeah anytime anytime you can make something new that people still remember I think that that's admirable, even if even if they remember it for, you know, like bizarre reasons, if it's if it's memorable, then then that's huge. 
But I think of it kind of like the the one hit wonder. You know, what does it matter if you only had the one hit? Would you have liked to have had a slew of them? Absolutely. Will sinking your well into uh, into one hit set you up for life? Good. Yeah, absolutely. Tony Basil is still doing her damn thing. You know? <laughs> I was gonna say some people don't get a, don't get one hit. Right. Look at me. I never got the one hit. I was at it for but 10 now years. You've got something better. You've got Shiver Podcast. Uh okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, so this brings us to the point in the show where we finally have to sit down and we have to rate the movie. So if you're new to the podcast or if you just need a quick refresher. We don't think it's fair to rate all movies on the same scale as that would be comparing movies that are vastly different. So we like to create a unique rating system for every movie that we review. And we're going to do something new here. Ish, we're going to put you on the spot. Because okay. as part of Summer Movie Fan Fest is we are going to leave the rating scale in your hands. Ooh, so we, I've, got, I've got a couple <laughs> of ideas that we've kicked around. But if you've got one that you just want to throw out there, what would your metric be? A possible five oh. what? All right. So actually, it's funny because David had asked me earlier. He's like, start thinking, start thinking, start thinking. So I, I don't know what you guys came up with. Maybe yours was better. But I came up with, um, you know, out of five rose belly button tattoos. Love it. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> it is. So Ish, out of a possible five rose belly button tattoos, what do you give Jeepers Creepers? Oh, I almost want to give it two separate ratings. Um, that you're because the, the nostalgia things weighing heavy on you right now. That's the it? thing. Yeah. Is that this is this is such a movie that I again I, I've seen it so many times. And if it's this is one of those, if it's on TV and I'm flipping through the channels, I'm stopping. Like I will stop. I will watch it. There are times, like I said, you know, when I'm visiting my friends. Can't fall asleep, pop it in the DVR and go. Like, so this is the most bizarre version of comfort food, but it is <laughs> for me. Ironically, because this is about a guy who goes around eating people. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to kind of split the difference. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to be objective and I'm going to go with like a 4.5. Okay. Um, okay. Because I recognize that it's not a perfect movie. It has flaws. It has, you know, like I said earlier, like really townspeople. This is happening every 23 years and not a damn one of you is like, I don't know. There was a guy checking your laundry. Like, no, bitch, you know <laughs> who that was. Like, give me a break, okay? Um, I also have questions in terms of like, you know, if, okay, he smelled him, he wanted him, but how, what's his parameter, right? Like how far can he go? Like if he leaves the county, does does he just be like, oh, it's so far. I'm not going to go after him. Like, so I have, I, well, he's I, out of my jurisdiction. He's out of my I, guess, jurisdiction. I, I guess that's the next county over is creeper. <laughs> right. Like, is there, is there more <laughs> they're all extremely territorial. <laughs> Can you imagine the council of creepers? <laughs> like on what we do in the shadows. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And now Bob, you were not supposed to go into Gerald's County. Jeepers Creepers did. 4, Turf War. <laughs> it is the most supernatural version of the Warriors you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> All in for the roller skating creepers. <laughs> creepers. <laughs> Come out and eat. <laughs> If this is not the plot to part four, I want no part of it, damn it. Exactly. Um, 
but but again, so that's my four point five because I still have all these like you know you can always nitpick a movie, right? There's always yeah. right. something to, to to poke holes at. But ultimately, I think it's a it's a very tight movie in, in every way possible, right? It's mm-hmm. you know it's it's ninety minutes. There's no lag time. Um, I, I feel like you know you mentioned uh, Debona like certain things are done that it's very purposeful, right? Like when he eats the, the guy's head and there's the meat thing behind him, there's no accidents of anything in, in terms of how this movie flows. It's very like, boom, 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 boom. We got to get from point A to point B to point C to point D. And it does it and it's entertaining. So I'm going to give it a 4.5. All right, 4.5. What about you, Dave? Um, so I also am torn because... We mentioned at the top of the show that we were not going to allow Victor Salva's um, state of, of humanity to allow mm-hmm. us to affect this. But I think rewatchability is something that has to be taken into account. And um, I did not know anything about Victor Salva until after I saw this movie again okay. and then started reading up and you know wanting to learn more about the movie for the show as i always do i don't think i will ever be watching jeepers creepers again really uh yeah it just um it it, it's weighed on me yeah it it it, it really really has yeah and i was um kind of excited to like keep going i was like you know what i never saw part two um so i'll use this opportunity to go on and watch uh, part two and then part three and that has stopped this marathon dead in in, in its tracks wow. um it's also given me pause to kind of like how you know is uh is this a movie that you would recommend to people and um on its own merit yes absolutely because i think mm-hmm. this is a really enjoyable movie uh from from a time when um I, I was old enough to really appreciate the kind of humor that's in these movies. And um, I love it for, for that. But I could not in good conscience tell someone to spend money on either purchasing or renting a movie that would go to line this guy's pockets. I saw it on YouTube. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I wish I had. I wish I had because uh, I told Debona, I'm like, this isn't streaming anywhere. Like, right. you know what? I'll just bu- I'll just like buy two it. Weeks ago. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll buy it on uh, on iTunes, and uh, and you know, he's he's got access to uh, to my iTunes. Like, you know, that way you can you can just watch it there too, instead of both of us having to rent a movie. I feel like a fucking schmuck now because there's there's fifteen dollars that I just gave you know well Apple you know I'm sure Victor's gonna see some of it. You know? buy, I mean a, a buck. I mean I can't imagine his you know his, his net contract is that. So high, I but... um so I'm I'm struggling here because I don't want to give the movie less than what it deserves, but I think that has to be taken into account. Um. You know what? I said my piece there. And, and, okay, so that's that's what it is. I'm never going to recommend this movie to someone if they're going to pay. So don't I am going to I never advocate for this fucking stream the fuck out of this movie in any one of those uh, like pirated websites or okay. if it's on AMC or sci fi or, or what. Yeah, have you. just, right, you know, right. uh, w- watch it there so that Victor Salva doesn't see a dime of your money. Uh, otherwise, watch it because it is enjoyable. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it a four. 
All right. Well, I thought it was going to be lower than that after uh, after that. Like, because I'm judging it on on its own merits and and trying not to let uh, the the garbage director. Okay. Um, you know, uh, and actually, he's not a garbage director. I think he's a he's a he's a rather well, the, the garbage good human. writer writer yes. director, but I think he's a garbage human. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've been I've been kind of thinking over this one, and uh, I, I just it's like we said at the top, it's not scary, but it is an enjoyable watch, and I'm okay with that. You know, like uh, I do I do enjoy that that it it put a new monster into the horror movie lexicon. The face reveal is great. Uh, The CGI of the wings for early 2000s is pretty, I mean, it's pretty good. Um, We've got this great relationship, this, this, you know, believable between these characters. We get some good iconic moments. Uh, I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot here to like. Uh, I, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely not perfect. You know, we, we've pointed out plenty of flaws. I don't think I, I don't have the nostalgia element of it that that Ish does, so I, I'm not going to go quite that high. But I, I'm going to ride right with Dave, and uh, and, and I'm going to say four four rows belly button tattoos because yeah, if you can watch this without giving any money to anybody, um, you know, or you know, to the director, pay Justin Long. I don't know if you know Justin <laughs> Long. Just, <laughs> Just give him fifteen bucks. Yeah, he he deserves his right? Yeah, yeah, like, like, uh, you know. So if you can, yeah, if you can buy a copy direct from Justin Long. Do that. Um, <laughs> I just had this picture of Justin Long, like in his cropped T-shirt, um, selling this movie like out of the trunk of his car. <laughs> see, that's the same vision I had. So it's more fun. <laughs> this is exactly why. And so, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it four. I'm gonna give it four uh, rose belly button tattoos because you know, like I watched this. Uh, my mom is visiting right now, so she sat she sat and watched it uh, last night, and 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 like I said. It? That, like back when I back when we did Silent Night Deadly Night too, like my, my love for horror and especially like cheesy horror that you can have fun watching with it, that's who it comes from. And so and the two of us did have a lot of fun watching it. And so that's you know, that's worth a rose, that's worth a rose tattoo um by itself. So I I, I am gonna let it uh hit four um because I did think it was enjoyable. Not not that scary, but definitely enjoyable. So um, I used my phone to math because it's a lot harder when we add a guest, <laughs> but uh, we are at 4.2, which we don't do. So that's going to bring it to a four rose right. belly button tattoos is the official shiver rating of go. Jeepers Creepers. So thank you for listening ish. Thank you for recommending this one and coming on and kicking off summer fan fest. Oh, thank you guys for having me. As um, what do you got going on with uh, you've got your own podcast. Tell them what's going on, man. Yes, I do. Uh, better let me tell you currently in its fifth season. Uh, we, a couple of weeks ago, we had our 200th episode, so it's, it's going well. Um, this season alone, we've had some incredible guests. We've had Gina Torres, Wilson Cruz. Um, I love Gina more. Torres. Yeah. She was absolutely fabulous. Um, other people who I'm drawing a blank on right now and makes me sound like a horrible host, but once you've done 200 episodes, you <laughs> start, like things just start to, to mesh together. And, and it's, yeah, and maybe I just need to start going off of country roads and eating people so that I can get a new brain. I don't know. <laughs> 
just just the brains, though. You're not a monster. Just the brain. You're just, I'm not, you're just no. a man looking to gain a couple IQ points. I need just a little more, a little more gray matter. That's yeah. all. You know, I've got the gray hair. I need the gray matter. That's... Fair enough. So, um, what's the the Instagram, the shiver? Where can they are the not the shiver, the Instagram, the Twitter, all that? Where can they find you? Uh, so it's just uh, the Instagram is at Federal. Let me tell you, we're not on Twitter because that is a toxic. Uh, place <laughs> um, so I, I stay clear of it um, but you can find us on you know any streaming platform and of course we're part of the geek bro network so you know you can find us uh, on that website as well excellent and of course you can find us here at shiver on the geek bro network as well if you had to geekbro.net you can find us you can find ish at Parallel. let me tell you you can find other podcasts that we've got like kick flicks a movie podcast our sister podcast crimacopia Mount Geekmore has been on hiatus, but there's plenty out there that you can go listen to. Um, it's still there. Seasons, a TV podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the one that it all started with, What's Up, Bro? Um, mm-hmm. With uh, Nary Signs, who you've probably heard on this podcast before, if you've gone back and listened to older episodes or when I first started. All of that can be found at geekbro.net, or you can head to shiverpod.com, which will take you specifically to our part of geekbro.net. Also, don't forget to please, however you listen to us, iHeart, Apple, Spotify, drop us a review, maybe a rating. We'd love to hear from you. And speaking of hearing from you, Ish, like I said at the top, is our first guest in our Summer Movie Fan Fest. And so what we've been doing is we've been reaching out to you, the people who listen, who have who have a movie that you know we should talk about and you love it so much that you want to talk about it with us. And that's what we're doing this summer. We've had some great outreach from people. We've had, um, so we've got some great movies coming up on deck. We've got a bunch of classics. A lot of people are reaching out to us and saying, this was the movie that scared me the most when I was a kid. I want to go back and watch it and talk. We're so far looking at doing Puppet Master, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. The original Child's Play, um, and so we've we've definitely got. Some, oh, um, Shadow of the Vampire is yeah. is the Ooh. other one that we've got coming up. Uh, we've got Evil Dead too, but it might kind of slide out of the summer. The fan who wants to do that one uh, wants to use it to promote something that might come out in the fall. So we might end up pushing that one a little bit. But we is it Bruce Campbell? Break- it is not, unfortunately. <laughs> Boy, um, I wish. Yeah, like uh, I'm gonna reach out to him. We'll go four. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure I'm sure that my buddy uh, Michael Kill would lose his shit if it was like, cool, we're gonna be on Free Evil Dead Two. And uh, oh yeah, Bruce Campbell said he'd be there, so it's no big deal. It's whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, we appreciate everybody who listens, who reaches out to us, who communicates with us, shares all our stuff. All of that means the world to us. Um, we have got some great um, Instagram I- interactions here lately. Shout out to the Attic Review who's been real big on liking our stuff. We've been communicating with them a lot. A lot of great podcasts out there have uh, tossed us some likes and some follows on Instagram. We appreciate all of you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. So on behalf of all of us here at Shiver, fright you very much. <laughs>